Ladies and gentlemen, you know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. Just in case if you don't, I'm a 24-year-old piece of gold, the Messiah of the Microphone, of the greatest sports recreational podcast in the world today. But you know I never do this alone. My tag team partner, Brandon, is not with me on this recording, but I have some good friends of mine, Jonathan Sturholm and Brittany. Brittany, I forgot your last name. I am so completely sorry. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, we're doing great. We're doing great. I love that opening spiel. I, I've been doing it for like so long. It just it just comes off the top of the head like every every week. But uh, I mean, yeah. so to kind of catch you guys up, do I have them on here? I wanted to do something new and different. You know, uh, all the people I have on the show they already watch wrestling on a regular basis. I was like, you know what? Uh, Sam Roberts from SiriusXM he does this on his podcast. He, he calls it a uh, captive audience, where he gets like his wife or father in law, people who don't watch wrestling, and he shows them a match and he gets their thoughts on them. Like, I want to do that here too. So I wanted to have John and Brittany on, and uh, you know I figured what are two wrestlers that everybody knows? They know The Rock, they they know John Cena. Rock, obviously the biggest star in Hollywood, and Cena he's he's creeping up to be that. So I was like, okay, let's uh, look at their little rivalry. So the match we're going to be watching is from WrestleMania 28 in 2012. It was the uh, the quote unquote once in a lifetime, even though it happened again the next year. <laughs> it's uh, Cena versus The Rock, uh, two of the biggest stars of their eras the quote-unquote Hogan's uh, of their eras. So um, for, before we even get into the match, uh, you guys have a podcast. It's called Team Talks. I've, I've been a guest on it. And uh, you guys just interview your friends and talk about life. So tell the people a little bit about that. Yeah, so Team Talks uh, basically got created because we wanted a creative outlet to show off our friends, basically, and get them on and pick their brains and get them to talk about things that they're passionate about and what they're interested in and mm. just kind of create some journal entry type memories for the future and really just like start some conversation and discussion with the people that we love and care about. Mm-hmm. So we have Phil on and we got to talk a bunch about his podcasting journey, which was a blast. And and some preliminary wrestling background. Yes. I did get that a we're little the, bit. We're noobs, but we are like slight educated 95% noobs. <laughs> noobs. <laughs> Hey, it's okay. You know, I've introduced a couple people to the realm of wrestling, and then some have dove in, some keep up here and there. So, well, we'll see where you guys are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, yeah. So, what uh, what episode are you guys on with your podcast? I don't know, like forty. Yeah, I think we're coming up on episode forty later this week. The big four zero. Got a, got a, got a, got a special show planned? No. <laughs> one of our I mean, very close friends yeah it's hard they're to, all you can't say one's more special than the other because that's that's you know, true that's true absolutely no, man no no spiel no craziness but, but that's actually a good idea maybe we should plan something like extra special for 50 like a yeah just you and i i don't know it's a good idea. Well, we'll, we got, we're still noobs in the podcasting world, too. So we're, oh, yeah. Not even we're near, the hang like, a spiel at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. a, rehearsal, a rehearsal announcement. <laughs> I do like that. I feel it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, I mean, I sent you guys two um, videos. They're, they were promos to kind of – you get the gist of what's going to happen in the match. How would you guys like that? What did you guys pick up on? It seemed like there was bad blood, but 
there wasn't a whole lot of why there was bad blood in the promos. So I'm, I'm curious, like, just because they're the best, the best always have to have bad blood, you know, or if it's just like that. But, yeah, they – I mean, I've known both of these guys since forever, I mean, as long as you can think of. So it only makes sense that they finally get to, like, meet each other in the ring. Absolutely. So the, the thing that's going on here – the Rock, he left for Hollywood. He left WWE. And, you know, Cena, he took over. He became the guy. He became the franchise player. And Rock comes back in 2011 to host WrestleMania 27. And John, you know, calls him a hypocrite. And like, you left. Uh, you, you didn't really care about the business. You know, he said that for years. And then, so, the night after WrestleMania 27, it, it's announced a year in advance, Rock versus Cena in the main event. A year in advance for WrestleMania main events never happened before. That mm. was super awesome. It's kind of ironic now because Cena, he's no longer – I mean, That he's, was my point. That was my <laughs> point after watching the promo. I'm like, he calls out The Rock, but, like, also – he later also had a, a career. But John countered that he's still – He's still – like, Cena's still doing wrestling. stuff now, right? Right, he's still doing stuff. He had a, a match at WrestleMania. It was cinematic because, you know, there were no fans in attendance. But his contract just expired with the company this year. So, technically, Big Match John is a free agent. But, you know, he has gone on to do other things uh, in acting. He's becoming a more prominent figure in the uh, acting world. So, yeah, you know, he, but, he, but he's, he's often said that, okay, I get why he did this now. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Good for him. It, yeah. It's I mean, he. I mean, The Rock kind of paved the way for him to kind of take the same path. I guess mm. him and guys like Batista. You know, he's oh, yeah. uh, oh. done stuff oh, in Marvel. Batista is. He's in he was a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, big. Yeah, that was going to be my point. Is John Cena? I know. I was like, like that. Like when I've seen him in movies, I knew that he was a wrestler guy. Like. Primarily, like, oh, he's a wrestler who's doing movies. But I, I never really knew The Rock's background, like, before I knew he was an actor. Then it was later, I was like, oh, he was part of WWE. And he also played for the University of Miami. Oh, yeah, yeah. the U. playing football. Before he made an NFL run, and then after his NFL run failed, then he went into But wrestling. any kind of, like, promos they've done for any of their Hollywood stuff, I've always, like, genuinely liked them. I thought like they always were real and honest. I mean, obviously The Rock is just a freaking dope person, but even John Cena, like I was like, I like, I like what he's putting out there, you know? Absolutely. So without further ado, uh, guys, if you're watching this, you know WWE, um, their YouTube channel. It's the full match. We don't get the entrances, unfortunately. You have to pay for the network to get that. But it's Rock versus Cena, WrestleMania 28, over seventy-five thousand in attendance in Miami for this. The Rock's hometown. Got to put the air quotes on that. <laughs> uh, he's actually from Hayward. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. He was born at the uh, the Kaiser that got torn down. That, uh, that is so funny. Okay, just can we segue real quick to this? Because what's so funny about that going over into UFC territory is that for the fight with Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal, who's from Miami, and uh, Nick Diaz, who reps Nate, Nate Diaz, who uh, reps Stockton, uh, uh, The Rock hosted that fight, which I was like, "What the heck?" He's he never was like the belt for the fight. It, it I remember like, that. I watched that. But it was just really funny because it was like such a big territorial thing where it was like um, East Coast, East Coast, West, West Coast, Coast, and like, oh, like, but he's fucking from the Bay. <laughs> See, that's he was born there. So you're not always okay. from where you're born. I think that's true. Like he was raised in 
Florida. Like, it's just ironic that, that was such a point of contention when yeah. that, that's in the background. I mean, Rock has claimed us once. The WrestleMania that was here at Levi's Stadium, he, he cut a promo. He said, I'm from the East Band. And we're like, finally, finally, you admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Our, well, th- this is his, uh, his build hometown because, you know, okay. you know okay. the University of Miami, the U, was such a big, uh, such a big part of his life. Yeah. So without further ado, here we go. Rock versus Cena. And some ads might possibly play during this too. All good. Should, should we go full screen it? Yeah, yeah do screen. it. I don't know how that's going to mess the zoom up, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we can work it. All right. A little, little delay there. There we go. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're Gucci. We're good. All right. And okay. it, it is happening. There we go. Okay, my question, just off the bat again, I need a little refresher from my first lesson. It's choreographed, but do, do you know the outcome? Like, do they know the outcome? So in today's world, you know the outcome – to break kayfabe, which kayfabe is storyline in wrestling, you you uh, you know the outcome, and you know like cer- certain big spots, but a lot of it's called on the fly. Now mm. back in the day, like the the eighties and seventies, you you just the promoter would be like, "All right, John, you're winning." Then John and I go out there and wrestle for an hour and just call everything <laughs> on the fly. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. There were times back in the territory days where. You, you knew who was going to win once the ref counted three. Like, sometimes you just did it like that. Mm-hmm. That's exciting as well. Now we have the, the test of strength between Cena and Rock here. I remember, I was living in Florida at the time when this WrestleMania was going on. Really? Was it yeah. crazy? I, it was fun, you know. I, I, did, I had it illegally, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was a, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. So what, what's the, what's the gate look like to get into like a WrestleMania type of event? We're talking Super Bowl of wrestling, right? This is like the big show. This is it. You know, this, this is the biggest show in all of sports entertainment. Um, you know, I've never been to a Mania, believe it or not. When it was out here, I was going to college in Texas. And then the year later it was in Texas. I was out here. So, Manny has skated me by. Hopefully, once the Rona's under control, maybe it'll be in Los Angeles like it's supposed to be next year, and I can make that trip. Oh, that's cool. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it's a, it's a long night. WrestleMania over the last couple of years has become like a seven-hour show. Ooh. This one was like a four-hour, which is reasonable. Rock with the nip up. There we go. Throws him into the nice, deep, deep Japanese arm drags by Rock. Goes for a schoolboy cradle. See, Rock can wrestle a little bit. Okay. I know. I love seeing the parallel between, like, traditional, like, you know, like high school wrestling or college wrestling, come like parallel, because I see it. I see it in the UFC, and I see it in like clips on this too. And it's interesting how they they kind of overlap. Absolutely, man. So Cena's like taking a second, right? Yeah, that's another thing. Like people say Cena can't wrestle, but over the last, like in the 2010s, he really proved that he could. And just the psychology—that's another aspect of wrestling. Getting them to feed into the palm of your hand, whatever you do. Cena's a mastermind at that. 
Uh-oh. Here we go. That's a leap, big leapfrog by Cena. Nice hip toss. See, when you do a headlock takeover like that, you give, it, give you guys a little bit of time to rest, and now the crowd can kind of feed off of what you just did. Mm-hmm. Back down. Yep, got referee. What, what is the average, like, like, time span of a match? That's a good thing. On TV, for, like, a raw ma- – oh, we got an ad playing here. For, like, a uh, – oh, you have uh, Alexa Bliss right there that's getting hit with the chair. She's a wrestler. This is an ad for WWE Battleground. But for, like, a Raw or SmackDown, like a regular TV main event, is you, it's like 12 minutes, which seems like a lot on TV but isn't normally. For a main event like this, they, they, they get, like, 30 to 35 minutes on a pay-per-view. That's – I mean, that's a long match. Like, that yeah. is – Dude, think about, even in, like, any other type of, like, entertainment or, you know, like, performance style entertainment like that's a long set like that's a they like the conditioning level like definitely takes an aspect and i guess that makes sense for like you, you see like all of the guys nowadays are looking like this <laughs> you know like in the older times you had just big kind of some sloppy dudes that were just like kind of banging to each other <laughs> but now it seems like they're becoming more and more fit and more and more like athletically able to do shit like that where did cena go was he taking a break yeah yeah he he, uh he was about to be put in a move that's called a sharpshooter it's a submission hold so we had to get out to the outside you know kind of recover himself you just like leave for a second yeah so when you get out of the ring there is a count of 10 and if you have to beat the count of 10 to get back into the ring or else you would lose gotcha oh that's like that looks like like very real pain you have referee Mike Kyoto, no longer with the company. He was uh, among the many that were furloughed earlier this year. Mm. He he uh, he ref- he refs for a uh, oh Cena with a cover. Nice kick out by Rock. He refs for All Elite Wrestling. It's the uh, the number two promotion in America. So he he landed on his feet pretty well. Oh okay good. Hey what's going on guys? Philip here. Look, there are so many channels out there on YouTube that do pranks and and challenges and funny videos like. That Just Happened TV, Nelk, and Love Live Serve. But why don't you look up Cheekley TV? Yes, Cheekley TV. C-H-I-K-L-E TV. It is a channel I started with my buddy Vinny a couple years ago, and we've done wrestling finishers in the public. He's done eating challenges. We've done pranks to people. It's a whole lot of fun. You know, when you go to YouTube, it is the thumbnail with the guy blowing the bubble. It says Cheekley TV right in the bubble. And look, you know, just sit down, relax, hop on YouTube, look up Cheekley TV, and... Ooh, a little bit of the bubbly. Crack open a little bit of the bubbly. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Cheekley TV, like, share, subscribe. It is the freshest channel on YouTube. So are there... I know that there are different, like, styles of matches. Like, this is just like a 1v1. But they also have, like, like tag team stuff, and then they have, like, the brawl ones where they're just, like, like yeah, like team deathmatch style. Oh, maybe I should show you guys a Japanese deathmatch once. And then, um, <laughs> so, but, like, are the rules, like, they just have different varying sets of rules throughout? Yeah, so, like, a regular tag team match is the same set of rules for this. You know, if you have, if you have a hold on and they grab the rope, you have to break, break by the count of five. 
if you can't get counted out, uh, you have to break it by 10, you know, disqualification, you lose stuff. It's really the same for that. And then you have like a street fight and a no holds barred where there are no rules. Okay, so here where the rock's out, he has 10 seconds to get back in, and Cena comes out as well. It breaks the count. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so it's fair play if they're both out. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, if the ref's at eight, one of them will slide back in and then slide back out. Gotcha. Oh, did he just slam him into the judge's table? <laughs> yeah, so that's not illegal. Not illegal? He, he didn't deliberately put him through it. He just kind of dropped him on it. That That's okay. Wow. Yeah. Cena's so like, then, what's wrong? So Cena goes back in and the count starts again. Well, the referee went out to check on Rock, so the count was paused. But now, yeah, as you as you see, the, the ref just started, yeah. But then he goes back out. He's <laughs> like, come on. It's the technicalities. You got to play the system. <laughs> when it's bigger main event matches like this, usually the refs are a little bit lenient with their count. Mm. I mean, the last thing you want is a referee to screw up what they had got planned. You know, some all the big big moves and – Nice shot by Cena. Yeah, for a match to go like 30 minutes, this isn't really long. These guys have both competed in an Ironman match in which there was a time limit. So for their Ironman matches, it was an hour each. Rock competed in one in uh, 2000 against Triple H, and then Cena competed in one in 2009 against Randy Orton. And what that is, you have to score as many falls in an hour to win. Oh, interesting. Belly to belly by Cena. So there's there's no point system, right? Yeah, how do they win? They, like once they get to three, they, that's it. That's all that matters. Once Ten the ref, once the ref counts to three, or if they submit, yeah. How often are there submissions? Oh, I did. It, it depends, like, if a wrestler has a submission hold as a move, then more likely than not, that, that's how they'll win. Mm. Very rare in wrestling have you had submission matches. I know, uh, was it Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle had an hour-long submission match on a SmackDown back in 03. Yeah. And Brock's not really known for submission holds, so he had to use what's called a a stretch muffler where you take a guy's leg and you put it over the back of your head and you crank it. Ooh. <laughs> mm, no. And there's no, like, punching? I thought I saw oh, John Cena punching. There, there. No, yeah, there's punching. Okay, okay. Cena's just working the, the lower back of rock. I love the referee, like, all up in it. He's like, he's got to check it out. So, is he actually looking for anything? Like, is there are there illegal things that could be like going on right there? Ooh. Uh, I mean, or is it more like there, there's or, nothing there's nothing illegal really happening. It's he's really up in there because he's wearing an earpiece, you know. So in case like Vince McMahon, like the uh, the owner of the company, he sits in the position where they come out. That's called the gorilla position. He sits back there at a monitor, you know, and he's like. Oh, nice DDT by Rock. You know, he gets up close. So he's like, if there's like a time uh, restraint or a change of time, he can be right up in there and let him know, like, hey, guys, we have this much time left. 
Mmm, gosh, you're nice. I do have to say, That's I feel smart. like John, or I feel like The Rock has had more pain on his face. <laughs> like, more frequently. Maybe it's the, the camera itself. Like, being more on him, but I, f I feel like John's winning the match. Yes? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't really know. I don't know how to, I mean, none, none of it matters, like, until the end. So, That's one point. person could be ahead the whole time, and then, like, what if, what if that happens? What if, like, John is supposed to win, and he goes the whole match, and he's winning the whole time, and then he, like, breaks his leg accidentally during a match? And then, like... <laughs> that, that, that's happened before. That's Stuff like that's happened. Oh, that looks bad. Oh, spine buster by Rock, and here we go. This is the people's elbow. It is the most electrifying move in all of entertainment. It's so stupid, but they love... Oh. Oh. Oh! He was about to go for the STF. Nope. This is known as the five moves of doom. Two shoulder blocks. Rock is going to go for a punch. He's going to miss. He's going to slam him down. And then this is where the you can't see me comes from, the five-knuckle shuffle. This. Yeah, absolutely. Little eight-year-old Philip was running around at recess being like, you can't see me. I'm pretty sure I've done that before without ever really realizing that. <laughs> Here you go. Hits the little shuffle. Boom. Whoa. Oh, his body went way up. Oh, we got a, we got another uh, oh, got another five knuckles. What just happened? Five knuckle shuffles. So I didn't he'll, see. It. He'll be like, you can't see me. He'll hit the rope, do a little shuffle, and then he'll drop the drop the fist on the face. The fist. Okay, I missed the fist part. It was the cuts. Yeah. I didn't see it. <laughs> and now Cena's gonna go for his move called the attitude adjustment. It used to be the FU. It's a fireman's carry, and then you dump him over. Mm. They had to change the name because you know they got PG. Didn't want kids running around saying FU. All right. Attitude adjustment coming. Nope. Double clothesline. A nice. Oh. Move separator in, in 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 a match. What do you what do you mean by move separator? It's so you we'd run at each other, hit each other with a clothesline, and we're both down. We cause a separation that way we can kind of regain our uh, our breath and let so the like crowd momentum is momentum's like equalized here. Yeah, and let the crowd feed into what we've just done. Give us give ourselves a little break. Mm -hmm. The majority of wrestling is is really just psychology and getting the fans to. Believe, believe into what you're doing. Right. So back to your uh, broken leg thing. Um, there, there was a match that had to be stopped fairly quickly. It was Chris Jericho versus Neville on I Raw think. in 2015. Neville shatters his ankle in the match early on. So, you know, Jericho just had to call it on the fly and kind of just roll him up because you know, obviously he couldn't continue. Yeah. So I, I've seen I've seen some old clips. There's there's this one really old clip of the like wrestling like high high black boots. Sid when he shattered when he breaks his leg. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what I was thinking of when I like thought of that. That was brutal. <laughs> you you see that he he's a big guy. He's never done anything. A attitude adjustment. Boom. Rock kicks out. 
That's one of the things I miss about being in a crowd when you're watching a really good match and the near falls. The, the near falls are the best part. You get like a little bit of – your heart drops a little bit. You're like, oh, my God, nope, nope, they're still going. But, yeah, so the creative that night told Sid, all right, you know, do this move off the top rope, and he didn't want to do it, and he did it anyway. And like a toothpick, his leg just snapped. Hmm. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Does Cena have, like, dirt above his eye, or is it a bruise? Oh, it's a bruise, a little shiner. Mm-hmm. Taking some hits. Um, how much money do they make? Uh, oh, rock bottom. That's the rock's finish. Oh, I, I did see that in the promos. You had me watch. Tom. Uh, well, you know, it, it depends. They have a, a, a regular salary, and then Cena, like, he was the number one merch guy for, like, seven years so you know he makes so much revenue off of that right yeah, so it's it's in it's in the millions yep and then rock he got a nice payday for this match mm. so with the with the different moves that they do they everybody has like a finisher move like or sometimes people have like multiple finisher moves right yeah so cena also has the stf it's the step over to hold face lock. That's his submission move. Mm. And, and there's, is there anything that like needs to like meet the criteria to be considered a finisher or it could literally be anything. You just brand it as your finisher. Uh, that's whatever gets the job done in a match. The majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, more, more ads. So, like one thing I noticed is like, in a 30-minute match, like, they're both going to use their finishers multiple times, you know? Like, it's their big move. Absolutely. So, like, they're, that's, they're trying to get that finish with that move, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, if they don't get the finish the first time, then they'll bring it back and do it again and try and get the finish another, another time. Absolutely. And then, you know, there are times where guys are kicking out of two finishers in a match, try to go for the third one. Their match a year later was just finish your city. I'm probably have you guys back on so we could you know kind of close this chapter and watch that. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. See, this is the shit I like. <laughs> Cena, this is going to be the diving leg drop to the back of the head. Ooh. I feel like this is not that fun for Cena either. <laughs> no, it, it'll destroy your tailbone. Boom. Is that it? No, it's not it. No. Nope. His face, though. Oh, see, now it's like. Look at that. And Cena's not, not a light dude. He's like, he's like yeah, 250. 250, yeah. <laughs> 240, 250. Jesus, I haven't seen this match in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. Ooh. The sharpshooter, made famous by Brett the Hitman Hart, one of Canada's finest. Oh my gosh! Look at Rock's leg. Jesus. Sorry, <laughs> it's like so muscular. Okay, so he's going for the rope. Yeah. And then he has to let go. Yeah. Once they get the rope, you got to break your hold. Or you, have, or you have to do it by a count of five. Oh, he's punching him now. 
Drag his ass back to the center and do it again. <laughs> we not done. Yeah, Rock's sharpshooter isn't the prettiest in the world. So this move, so the sharpshooter, is that like the name of the move? or Yes. And then people have the, a sharpshooter as their finisher, or do they like? Yeah, Bret Hart. Yeah, he's. Bret Hart, and he, did he like coin the term sharpshooter? Yeah, it was uh, it was it was made in Canada. That's that's where he's from, and he used it throughout his his Hall of Fame career. I mean, he's beaten some of the biggest names in, in the business with it. The sharpshooter was so effective, Bret Hart made Steve Austin pass out in a pool of his own blood. Damn. WrestleMania thirteen. There's blood in this stuff. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was the 90s. You know, there was blood all the time. Mm. And Cena falls outside. Fun fact, the top rope to the floor is like 12 feet. Oh, shit. That's not 12 feet. It, it's, 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 it's 12 feet, man. Oh, it's just above the second one. Dude, he could reach, reach the top rope. The Rock's only like six something. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Cena took the steps. Okay, so when are they allowed to use chairs and shit and like hit each other with the steps? Yeah, when's all that come into play? This is like a fair fight, right? This is my so first... WWE wrestling match I've ever seen. So, oh, you know. wow. well, this, I mean, this is a pretty good one to be your first one. I mean, this isn't no disqualification, so they can't hit each other with chairs or anything like that. Ooh. Ooh. Sunset flip. Here we go, STF. Oh, yeah, that's got to not be fun. Looks like a gas slicer almost. <laughs> What's he doing now? He's got his leg pinned. Okay, cool. cool. So kind of, I mean, it's kind of similar to what the Rockers. Oh, I him, see. But it's only foot. one leg, and he's like pulling on. These dudes are fucking huge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're so ripped. See, the ref's all up in there. More ads. We feel with no justice. <laughs> <laughs> so how how does like how does the outcome of this affect I guess either of their their careers or their like their fan base, you know, anything like that? Are there people who oh, yeah, are bandwagoners that just like whoever the it guy is they, they support? Or like Are there rock loyals? Yeah, this. like will will the rock dismantle his career potentially, you know, if he comes back and takes him out? Uh, not necessarily. You know, I don't think Rock was doing a movie at this time, so he was allowed to go and do this, you know. But, uh, I mean, after after this, you know, Rock went on to uh, – he went back to Hollywood, and then the night after this, Brock Lesnar made his return to WWE and uh, beat up John Cena. Wow. The night after this? The night after this, Brock How many came. Matches do they have a year? They do like three hundred matches a year. That's crazy. crazy. Shit. 
Yeah, th- this is 300 plus days a year. You're on the road, you know, you miss birthdays, weddings, anniversaries. Well, just all- that um, like, amount of physical output and performing that many nights, that's a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, they have, like, televised events, Raw and SmackDown, and then they have house shows, which are non-televised. So you're wrestling, like, three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And that's all built into, like, their, their salaries, right? So they're, like, contracted for 300 days. And then yeah, yeah once, you, once you sign to WWE, you're, you're signing up for all of it. Long days on the road, early media calls, all of it. And there's, I mean, there's tons of wrestlers too. So like they, are you, say you're new to the promotion, you know, you're not a big star yet. You don't get a match like every day, right? Or every, every event or do you you travel with the crew or like. Well, you see, you would go down to NXT, which is the best way to describe Samoan drop. It's their quote unquote developmental um, brand, and you would have to move to Florida, and you would learn the ins and outs of WWE in their performance center. So you'd be signed to that brand, and you wouldn't do a lot of traveling. You'd just be in Florida, which you know that's nice. But obviously, once your career moves along and you get the call to go up to the quote unquote main roster on SmackDown, that's that's when you hit those three hundred days. Cool. So everybody on the three hundred days performing all of those three hundred days, like. They're having matches. Uh, some guys, yes, like top guys, absolutely. They're, then there are guys that uh, creative doesn't have anything for them, so they're either sitting in the back at catering or they're sitting at home. Ain't ain't signing that contract. I even have to do anything. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Now they're slugging it out. There, tag tag. Oh. oh, going for the AA one more time. It's not going to work. Here we go. Woo. Now, now we're going to hit it. Just stand over you. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to take the elbow pad, throw it into the millions or thousands. A lot of people there, though. Boom. Boom. People's elbow. <laughs> See, like, there's, there's iconic things like that that I know that are like. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that wrestling video we did at the mall, but Dude, yeah. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny's attempt to do that to me was hilarious. <laughs> so wrestling, if wrestling's been around for 50 years, how much, how much, like, like, how many eras are there? You know, there, like, there are so many. You have the, like, the, the <coughs> you have, like, the 20s and 30s, which is, like, the Mildred Burke and, uh, oh, school. Nice, nice small package, misses. It's, like, the Mildred Burke, George Hackenschmidt era. And then you get into the the 50s, or the, actually the 40s, which is, like, the Orville. Orville 30s? Run. It's been around for almost 100 years? Yeah, man. Actually, it's since, like, 19, I want to say 11, pro wrestling. Holy shit. Yeah, you get into, you get into the 40s. That's when, like, the Orville Brown era, the 50s is, like, the Luthez era, the 60s, which WWE was founded. Uh, it was the WWF, Worldwide or Worldwide Wrestling Federation, 
you have Buddy Rogers becomes their first champion. You get to the 70s, which is like the San Martino era. 80s, Hogan dominated. And then, boom. Wow. Another schoolboy kicks out. And then you get, get, get to the early 90s. That's when guys like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and Razor Ramon and Undertaker start to take off. They they do that for like the mid to late 90s. The late 90s is when guys like Austin, Rock, Triple H really take off into the 2000s. And then you hit the mid-2000s. That's Cena's era. The mid-2000s to the 2010s is guys like Cena, Batista, uh, Edge, CM Punk, guys like that. That's that their era. And then you have the um, you have the newer class, which uh, like a guy like Roman Reigns, which is The Rock's cousin. This is quote unquote his era. Yeah, I've seen some stuff of him recently popping up. So the, they're actually cousins. Yeah, yeah. the The majority of the Samoans, I know, in, in the wrestling business are are, are related. It's, the The Onawai family tree is crazy. Well, all my all my Samoan friends, they're all you know, they're all brothers. They call each other brother. They call each other call each other Oos or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I never really know where the actual familial ties are. <laughs> Rock was the first ever third generation uh, wrestler. Wow. Yeah, his uh, his grandfather, High Chief Peter Maivia, and then he, uh, that was his um his mother's father, and then his father. Soul Man Rocky Johnson, the first ever black tag team champion. And then you have The Rock who comes in in the 90s. Uh-oh. See, The Rock's a big-ass dude to be picking up like that. <laughs> like, that's yeah. Like, <laughs> He's talking to the ref like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fuck you mean. <laughs> but what did the ref call? I mean. He kicked out, and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they don't get any actual breaks. Mm-mm. No rounds. This is it. This is where Cena's about to get cocky. Going to try to beat him with his own move. Ooh. Takes off oh. the headband. Is this disrespectful? Is this, like, frowned upon? Yeah. Like, yeah, is it, like, I- using finishers against them? Yeah. Oh, wait. Ah! Rock got him. Damn. Wow. So he's about to do it to him, and then he. I mean, that's a good. That's a good finish. That it? Oh, this totally sets Cena up for like personal development. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, after this, he, he spent a year ch- chasing the, uh, the the loss that he suffered to Rock, you know, ch- ch- trying to battle those quote-unquote demons. So you go, fast forward a year, WrestleMania 29 in Newark, New Jersey, Rock versus Cena. This time, Rock is the WWE champion. He'd had 10 years in between championships. He comes back, beats CM Punk for it. So the match is set. Cena had won the Royal Rumble that year, and the perfect stars aligned for twice in a lifetime. <laughs> so what'd you guys think? I think it was I think it was good. I mean I like I liked seeing two guys of a similar size yeah. in the ring. Like you talk about CM Punk, like the fucking rock's got like a hundred pounds on CM Punk. So like like seeing that match, 
like there's no way CM Punk should win in my eyes. Just like thinking, like realistically, like The Rock is not gonna lose to CM Punk. <laughs> but like seeing a guy like Cena and The Rock, like I like the the visual aspect of it. Absolutely, Brittany. What about you? Um, I liked learning mostly about the different moves and the titles and why they're significant and yeah and like what what is each person's specific move and finish absolutely well i'd love to have you guys back on uh i I think it would be uh apropos if if we watched roxena 2 for the wwe championship so what are the odds of three happening you think that's i mean i want to I haven't seen it, but I want to assume that Cena gets his revenge. Right. I don't know. They're one one. I'm assuming maybe maybe Rock two owes them, but I, I'm assuming they 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 want a piece so that they can both go down as still the best. Right, and then they gotta have. But then there's the, the potential to finish the trilogy. Yeah. And yeah. 2012 and 2013. Yes. Um, I mean, the Rock's getting kind of old now. Yeah, the Rock's old. <laughs> He's yeah, just, he's, contract. he's still he's still like shredded. Oh no, don't get it twisted. I, I think Rock could still go. So I mean, if the story would call for it for those two guys to meet again, then I'm I mean I'm not opposed to it. I think if the next time we do see the Rock in a ring, he'd be wrestling his cousin Roman Reigns because Roman's found a a new a new bad attitude, and maybe Rock could be the one to shut him up. So yeah, I, I think I think that that would be what's up. Okay. But uh, I want to I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, where can the people find you? Oh, oh, our, our podcast. Check us out on Instagram, and you can all the streaming services everywhere out there. Uh, or at Team Talks Podcast. And yeah, appreciate having us on. Yeah, this is coaching fun. us up a little bit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I love introducing the the art form. I love so much to to other people. You know. Yeah, definitely. So, so, uh, yeah, I'd love to have you guys back on like a month or so and just watch Rock versus Cena too and then kind of show you other different uh, elements of the business and other different wrestlers and performers. Maybe we'll watch some Japanese wrestling. Ooh. I'd be down for Ronda Rousey just because I know her and like, enjoyed her in the UFC. I, I saw Ronda Rousey live at, at an event once. She, she, she was what's up. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was skeptical, but she, she delivered hands down. Maybe cool. maybe we'll watch the uh, the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. Rousey was in that. Ooh, okay. Yeah. 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 I, love seeing, I love seeing the crossovers between, like, different areas. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Seeing how many people have gone from WWE into, like, UFC world and UFC into WWE. Like, it's just cool to see the parallels and how they, like, cross-production promote things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Well, like I said, John, Brittany, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. Having it. No problem. Uh, this today's Wednesday and upload time. So, uh, guys, tomorrow we're, we're releasing the bullet cast. You know, we're going to discuss everything that happened with Raw, AEW, SmackDown, what's going on in the world of wrestling. Check out the interview I did with West Ghost Design. He made the new bullet cast championship. I, 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 th- I think you guys. So have- cool. yeah, I saw that. That I was saw fresh, that. that was so cool. <laughs> That thing is never leaving my side. I absolutely love it. it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the current champion for the show right now, but I absolutely love it. (laughs) Yeah, so guys, check that out. Check out the other interviews I did last week. TJP, former WWE Cruiserweight champion. Uh, Zicky Dice, the current NWA television champion. Interviews the champion of TV, guys. Go check out all that in our archives. Thank you so much. Diamonds are forever, and so is the microphone messiah. 
This has been the Bullercast. Thank you for listening.